Hello and welcome to the Quietly Visible podcast. I'm your host, Carol Stewart, founder of Abounding Solutions, author of Quietly Visible, leading with influence and impact as an introverted woman. And this is a podcast for introverted women who want to thrive as leaders and in life. Now, my guest today is Akosua Kasaberi, and she's known as the Brand Authority Publisher. And to understand the Brand Authority Publisher, you must understand the reason why she loves writing and publishing. And she loves writing and publishing because of her father, Takeere Akosomo Nayantaki. And she was blessed with a gift of writing and born into the publishing industry. And she entered the publishing industry on her own in 2014 as an editorial intern. And she spent eight years working with international publishing and media firms. Um, and earlier this year, she created Brand Authority Publishing for licensed professionals in search of local, regional or national recognition. And so we're going to have a conversation today about her experience as an introverted woman. Um, and she's going to be sharing some of that journey and what helped her to build her confidence and uh, experiencing sort of um, getting fired. Yes, she's got a great story to tell. So hello, Akosia, and welcome. Hello. Hello, Carol. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. And before we sort of delve into your story, just tell us a little bit more about you and what it is that you do. Yes, absolutely. So as Carol said, my name is Akosua Casaberry. I am the Brand Authority Publisher, um, and I help licensed professional in the Fairfield County area, um, selling services on Google Maps and LinkedIn. And... Um, I mean, I can, you know, share a little bit of how I even got to this point, but um, I, I went to Allegheny College, that's in Meadville, Pennsylvania. Uh, I studied English with a focus in uh, poetry, creative writing, and um, I didn't, I, when I got out of college, I didn't do anything related to my major. I was a receptionist and then eventually an office administrator, um, and uh, in 2017, uh, I found out um, I was, well, in 2017 of March, my husband and I moved in together, uh, found out I was pregnant. And then um, that same year, I got fired from my job as an office administrator uh, in Manhattan. But I'm, I'm from Harlem, grew up in Harlem, uh, born in, or oh, I should say I'm from Ghana. <laughs> Kukrin to me, um, born in, that's in, that's in West Africa. And I was raised in Harlem. Uh, my dad and my mom came to the U.S. Um, to raise their kids. So I was raised in Harlem. Um, but what else? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's about it. That's fine. But, you know, we will be hearing a lot more <laughs> as we go yes, on. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so first of all, um, you got fired whilst you were pregnant was that because of the pregnancy was that pregnancy related or um, um so I I do believe that it was related um the boss that I had you know I it was kind of abrupt I remember that day like um I got in you know we got into it about um a misunderstanding I did some labels we got into it like um uh 
week before I got fired, actually. And um, it was over labels, right? So he asked me to put labels in the office and, um, you know, organize the office. And I did so, but he didn't, uh, he didn't like the way that the labels turned out. So instead of telling me directly, I went out for lunch. Um, and then when I came back, I overheard him, like, just ripping me apart to two other employees. Um, and I was just, like, in shock, like, surprise. Um, I didn't know what to do. I, I wound up walking right out the door. Um, I called my husband, told him what happened. And he's just like, well, I'm, I, and I'm telling him, I'm like, I want to, you know, confront him because, like, this is just a situation I have never ever ever been in um and I don't know what to do he's like you know if you feel like you have to say something I you know I, I'm here to support you so I bring it up to him and it didn't turn out well at all um I, I you know I just basically told him and you know you could have told me uh that you didn't like the labels I did overhear you talking to two other employees was shocked and um, abrasive. He definitely, there was no, you know, I'm sorry. There was nothing. It was just, well, I expect you to do it right the first time when I tell you. That was his attitude. So, you know, after, I think the, a week later is actually when I got fired. Um, but even before the whole label situation, I did share that I was pregnant and then eventually I shared it with the office. And so I think that was, I think it was all related. Mm. Yeah. yeah 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 I mean I don't know what it's like over there in the U.S. but over here um you know we have protection for women who are pregnant um mm. you know the, the there's legislation that protects women who are pregnant from oh, situations wow. like that mm. um, yeah. yeah the U.S. is pretty rough um because you you can you can say um you don't have to say it's because they're pregnant you can say anything Mm -hmm. Right, you can say anything to justify because in the contract you can get fired at any time, uh, regardless if you're pregnant or not. Um, and actually, actually, after I shared that story, is when other women, you know, who would see my content and that particular post about me sharing getting fired, have gone through the same thing, and they live in the U.S. as well. So. Mm. And that's something, yeah. and I, I mean, I know this is kind of going off topic slightly, but I'm really surprised that you know, given America the US that they have they don't have those sorts of things in place to protect pregnant mm. women um yeah. and even like maternity leave over there from what I yeah. understand I don't know if it's changed but from what I understand it's it's terrible it is terrible you you get six weeks which um honestly after getting fired I didn't even realize that the six weeks wouldn't even be enough for me personally um, but you get six weeks. And if you have a C-section, you get eight weeks. And a lot of women talk about it. So this is all I'm coming into realization and awareness about all of this postpartum. But this is something that a lot of women are already discussing and having issues with and, you know, just trying to get things to change. Now, now there are definitely some offices who are really on point and, you know, mothers have a great time transition and they're able to breastfeed. They're able to, you know, just maintain the postpartum life. Um, but it's, it's almost like it's... Um, it's not uh, a given and those women are like in, you know, uh, particular situations for them to be able to get that. 
but uh, it was all just so new for me. And I didn't even realize how much of a, a shakeup that would be in my household. And, you know, thank God for my husband, he, he, he was able to take over, but it came with a lot of stress and it came with a lot of just fighting through it. It was, it was a, a, a tough situation to be in. Yeah, and that's the last thing you need when you're pregnant. That's, exactly. Yeah, but six weeks and eight weeks for a C-section, that's terrible. Over here, um, maternity, you can take up to 12 months maternity over here. What? Yeah, so, and that's oh, why I'm just... Perfect. That's exactly what I, that's exactly what I needed. And <laughs> thankfully, I was able to get that, but that was, you know, out of a, a, a unfortunate situation. Mm, yeah. But... Um, that's that's amazing. <laughs> Twelve months is amazing. Yeah, so six weeks is shocking. It really is shocking um, in this day and age. Yes. And so, so as an introverted woman, um, and so you're you're in publishing. Have you always worked in publishing? Yes, I was. I was born into publishing and writing. My dad was an English teacher um, in Ghana his um new york city certificate to to teach english and so he was very strict with us my siblings and i uh, my siblings and i very strict um he was uh anal about grammar spelling punctuation um since i could remember he always would correct us all the time and other people as well <laughs> um and so i got that from him um and I actually was good at it. That was my favorite subject in school. Um, and I was writing my own papers. I entered competitions and I was placing in competitions. And I just let writing, you know, pretty much lead my life all the way up to college. Um, and even during college, I was able to get uh, internships. Well, I had a, a variety of internships, but my favorite and most impactful uh, internship was um, in 2014 with Fortune Magazine, Time Inc. Um, and that's when I got a real good taste of the publishing world, specifically in that uh, niche. It was journalism, but publishing, you know, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. um, and so I had all that experience. And once I got fired, it was just like, you know, when my, my, my husband sat down with me, he was just like, you know, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Um, and I just, in the back of my mind, I was like, you have to write this book. I wrote a senior thesis project um, as a part of my graduation, uh, you know, credentials. And um, it was a collection of poems. And I said to myself, you know, after I wrote it in college in 20, uh, 2015, I said, you're going to publish this book. <laughs> and I only felt so confident saying that because, again, my dad was an author. Um, published author and extremely, he's one of the best writers um, that I know. And, you know, that passed down to us. And for me, I'm like, you can, you can do this. But while I was in the corporate world, I had no time for my writing. I was able to start inconsistent. It wasn't uh, something I was serious about. It felt like lip service at this time. It's like, I want to do this, but I don't really, you know, I'm not really putting anything into it and I'm focused on this job that I have. So once I was fired and my husband asked, what do you want to do? That's 
the first thing that came to my mind. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily for me, my husband has a, a business background. He started his business um, while, you know, while I was pregnant. Once he found out I was pregnant, he's like, okay, I'm going to start a business. And so he had that uh, business mind to back up my, me writing books, you know, because he's like, okay, you know, the cliche struggling writer, right? That we all know, have heard about. He's like, I don't want that for you. And I'm like, I don't want that for myself either. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, he sat down and we got real serious about what it looked like for me to actually become a published author and what I like to call an entrepreneur. Okay, I like that entrepreneur. <laughs> yes. So, so what it has what has it been like for you as an introverted woman, um, as an author, um, and sort of entering the publishing space, um, mm. particularly because how things are you, you need to be out there you need to yeah. raising your visibility your profile promoting yourself something mm. which many introverted women and many women generally don't necessarily enjoy doing yes. <laughs> oh that's such a good question um oh okay how do I even want to start with that? So the first, I, I'll, I'll start on the creative part um, because with poetry and, and self-publishing, the, the space, once I actually published my first book, it almost opened up my world to every other poet who um, is out there trying to do the same thing. Um, but I realized, okay, you're one of the poets who have actually published their books, but you don't have any content. And there are a lot of poets who don't, who have not published a book, but they have a lot of content. So for me as an introverted woman, I, I'm, I'm realizing people, you know, they want to see a face with who's behind these words. And that's a lot to take in as an introverted woman. But at the same time, it's like, but this is a serious uh, uh, business venture. This isn't just, you know, something I'm doing for fun. I want to actually go somewhere with this so the more and more you do research or uh, about self-publishing everything is on you the distribution the content the 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 price the the website the logo the image the the concept everything is on you so I had to do a lot of research but I also you know you got to get out of analysis paralysis which introverts can <laughs> can get stuck in um and you just realize okay these people, um, I, I came across my first uh, uh, client. His name is Cito Blanco, amazing, amazing poet writer. And he he knows how to market his words. And you kind of just get, you know, influenced by that because you realize people want to see your face. And as much as you want to escape it, you can't because the visibility helps with how good your book does, which if you're serious, you know, you're counting these, you're, you're, you're looking at, okay, what can I do? Um, so I had to just get over it. You know, I'm like, listen, you, you got a pretty face. You can use it. Like you, all of these things that you shy away from now is the time to just use it all because otherwise you have a book that <laughs> you, you know what it's like. You know, I see my, my dad go through, you have a book that has so much potential, but it just winds up, um, you know, being a wish or being something that could have been. Um, so I started recording myself. I realized, okay, I'm a little nervous behind the camera, but 
that just means I have to keep on doing it. You find other people who give you that same motivation to keep on going, keep on doing it. And I started to gain more and more and more confidence. I started to get invited to um, spoken word events. I started to get invited to judge, which I thought was amazing, you know, to judge spoken word events. And I just started to market myself. And um Luckily for me, I had a service, right? I had a service to go along with my books. So outside of being an author, I'm going to help other people self-publish and edit their books as well. Because again, I'm actually really good at it. Um, so um, they're like, okay, can you help me do this? Can you help me do that? Asking questions. All of that starts to build your confidence when you realize, oh, wow, I'm, I'm actually, I am a great writer and wow. Okay. I did learn a lot about marketing. And once I implemented it, I actually got good results. Okay. How can I, you know, tailor it? And, um, my, I have my accountability my account, my accountability partner as my husband, and he has the business insight to um, tell me, hey, if you shipping the books out at this price, you're not going to make any money, right? Um, so even just those uncomfortable topics that introverts, we're not really bold enough to really just say I had to get out of that. It's like, no, you're right. I, I didn't, I, if I ship this book out, I'm going to make a penny that that's not worth it. That's not, that's not what I'm looking for. That's not what I think my work is worth. And all of that becomes a part of like your journey and all of that forces you to just like almost don't let your introvertedness become an excuse mm -hmm. because we can do that too. Um, and for me, I'm like, I, this is, I can't use this as, as an excuse. I had another mentor, uh, Monique Mensa. She's really, really great in the um, self-savvy, self-publishing space. And she's like, you can't, you can't let being an introvert be an excuse. And I'm just like, you are absolutely right. Like, so what? You're an, in you're an introvert. Okay, now so what? You know, and what I've realized that is actually like profound and I actually love it or it's ironic is um, the aggressiveness that comes with marketing and promoting. You can do it as an introvert and it's out of your hands as it, you know, coming across aggressive because that's just not who we are at, by nature. But consistency and persistency is something like it's like a character building skill that you have to have if you're an introvert or not. And you realize that by being persistent and consistent, it can be uh, seen as aggressive, which I, I found interesting, like during my journey, like surprised by that. But, um, you know, that's just out of my control. I can't, you know, help what people perceive me as anyway. Yeah, and that's something that um, I meant by a lot of these introverted women don't like that self-promotion is because oftentimes we see people who are promoting themselves and they have that sort of aggressiveness that you talked about. Um, and yes. that is just not us. That is not right. us. And that can put them off. But as you said, you can do it in ways, and that's something that I always say, you can mm. do it in ways in which are um, authentic Um to to you who you are so how do you go about sort of promoting yourself and talking about yourself and your what you're promoting and your achievements yeah um so the, the you know my biggest approach is how can I help others mm -hmm. um and I know a lot of my mentors are just like what what service can you provide to help other people um and I go back to that every time because it's just so true 
you know, once it, it, it was different from me writing my own books. But once I said, no, I want to help other people write. And my, my husband helped me create a business plan. The fulfillment that that came with was unbelievable. I, I couldn't believe it. I'm just like, how did I not know this existed? <laughs> it's just like, wow, this is amazing. But what can you do to help others? That's the way I go about it. Um, because, you know, once you actually get confident, it's just like, oh, wow, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And that's great. Mm -hmm. But always coming back to, okay, how can you help others is um, yeah. like just, yeah, that's that's the way I go. And and I think that that works really well, taking the focus off ourselves and focusing on the service or or who it is that we're, we're helping. Um, and, and and I know for you, sort of with your own business, then, you know, you have that service to offer. But, you know, right. something that I say to leaders who are still working, who are working in corporate, is to take the focus off yourself and focus on the the difference that you're making and, um, and what results it has it's either had for the organisation, for the client, for the customer, for the yeah. staff. Um, by taking that focus off yourself, it doesn't feel so uncomfortable when you're focusing right. on the difference that you've made and, and the results that you've achieved. Absolutely. So so in your um in your sort of public publishing, um, so you publish other author authors. Um and so so do you how so so in terms of sort of like people who want to maybe write a book so is it all poetry that you publish or do you sort of do different things yes I do a bunch of uh, different genres mm -hmm. um well let, let me let me <laughs> let me back up okay so when I when I first started um my business I it was I'm a coastal and I'm grown into the brand authority publisher um but I was taking all genres, uh, fiction, nonfiction, uh, historical fantasy fiction, poetry, uh, urban uh, fiction, uh, young adult fiction. So I was doing all of that on top of even resumes and cover letters. And um, I was able to build a team of editors and proofreaders to actually get the system because, you know, it's a lot. Some books, some manuscripts take six months, some take three months, some take nine months, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I had to get my time management under control, get a team. Um, there's some really great editors and proofreaders out here as well. Um, and now uh, I was able to create a book type for my clients that come to me, um, which helped me narrow down because I taking all the genres um, was challenging, um, even with the team. But now I have a better system in place of what I call the brand authority book. Um, so I still do take other genres, of course, but my main focus is, you know, uh, helping people with the brand authority book, which is basically, for example, uh, mine is called Dear Nice Girl. My husband's is called For the Hustler. So mine is called Dear Nice Girl. Um, talking about how, you know, us nice girls can thrive, similar to being an introvert, but I just called it <laughs> Dear Nice Girl mm -hmm. um, because it was something that I was always um, with. Um, and then, uh, you know, Eventually, when I just I sat with myself after I got fired, I just got to spend a lot of time by myself. Um, 
And I, I had to rebuild those pieces of what is it, you know, to it of the nice, what the connotations mean, what it means for me, how I've navigated it in my life. Um, and then for my husband, it's a totally different kind of experience. His is more of how do you use technology today um, in within your business, right? How do you grow with your business? How to uh, partner and collaborate? So it's um, catered to his business audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, though that that's basically like what my focus is. But I do all genres because. Yeah. As a publisher, it's in your best interest too. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I just um, have a focus as well on what people can expect when they do come to me. Yeah, and so um, to listeners who you know the people who are listening in who are thinking of writing a book, they've got an idea for a book inside them, um, and you know they don't you don't just have to have your own business to write a book. You may be somebody who's working in corporate, and you're you've got a an idea for a book. I mean, I remember when I was working in corporate years ago, I had an idea for a book. It was a novel. Um, I know I know quite a few people that have written novels whilst they're working or something that they're passionate about, writing a book about that. So what would you say are some of the benefits to that people writing a book? Mm, the benefits... Uh, so if you're writing nonfiction, I think the benefits are just like therapeutic and nostalgic, um, for nonfiction, it's, it's something transformative to see your words on paper and then your words on a page. Um, it's, it helps, you know, with that reflectiveness and, um, just taking time to see your words in a, a time that has passed in, you know, in that present moment. That's how I like to uh, describe it. But I would say it's definitely, and even with my other clients, they call it a transformation. It's some, it's, it's, I don't want to make it melodramatic, <laughs> but there is a type of transformation that happens um, that my clients have even shared with me when they get their, when they get their words on a page. Um, and see it for themselves. Um, now with fiction, it's, I, I think of my brother, <laughs> uh, my oldest brother, he's an, uh, uh, civil engineer and he also writes, uh, he has a young adult, uh, novel that he's been working on for four years. He's in a corporate world. So I would say it takes time. Um, when I, entered the publishing industry, I realized very quickly a lot of the uh, misinformation and the scams and just unfortunate situations that come along um, in the publishing industry. But I think a lot of it comes from being impatient because writing is not a 24-hour or 48-hour or 72-hour process. It can take months, and for some people, it can take years, and that's okay. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I actually think you get a better quality uh, book when you actually take your time and and, uh, go through the process correctly and thoroughly. Uh, So I would say don't uh, put an unnecessary amount of pressure on yourself. I, I do definitely believe in deadlines, but I think deadlines shouldn't cause anxiety either. Um, and that's coming from experience because 
I have tried to um, force deadlines and, and put unnecessary stress on myself. So, yeah, I would say um, be patient. You know, you'll learn to be patient, too, because writing a book is a process, a very uh, in intimate and intricate process. Um, find a muse. Right. Find someone, an author who you want to emulate. Uh, I like to read books when I'm in writing mode. And um, what else? Yeah, just allow yourself when you see those words on a page to just be reflective. That's one of the benefits. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, you know, last but not least, I won't leave it out. The monetary benefits of uh, the, the financial benefits of writing a book. Uh, we all love that. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And, yes, and, yes. and those benefits don't just come from book sales because it, it can open up doors of opportunities having Absolutely. a book. Yeah. And, and, I, and I know what you mean about seeing the book come to life. I remember when I'm um, after I'd sort of the, my manuscript and it and I got that first copy um the I can't remember what the, the, there's a name for it to, to um before they actually print your author copy yeah yeah to yeah, just uh, make sure that yeah, I'm happy yeah. with it and I remember holding that in my hand and I thought oh my gosh I've written a book <laughs> yes oh yeah. my god didn't it feel great oh man it's nothing like it it's yeah. nothing like it it's a it's a great feeling and then to see that book you know come from an idea in my head to see mm. coming out on paper to see yes. the full results and then to see the lives it's impacted worldwide mm -hmm. that, that is yeah that feeling is is phenomenal it is. it really is yeah and so you have five principles that um licensed professionals must prioritize and they're publishing um yes and what are those? Uh, yes. So we the five principles to build brand authority are uh, publishing, professionalism, social media, uh, testimonials, and website. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, I created or I, I have studied uh, what makes different companies have brand authority over others. And those were the top five principles that we were able to pull from um, that I use and implement, um, you know, that have given me the best outcomes. Um, so with, uh, with publishing, I have written books and um, now articles um, are a big thing. Articles, we all read articles. Even my husband, he reads more articles than books. Um, and so publishing is in everything. We publish content, we publish uh, captions, we publish books, we publish articles, we publish blogs. Um, publishing is a big component to building brand authority. Um, even in Google search, publishing, when you type something up, you're looking at what people have published. Um, depending on the topic, but for the most part, you're looking at what people have published. Uh, testimonials, you know, showing social proof. Is this a valuable, credible source? Business, can I trust them? What have other people experiences been like? That's something very important. Even when we shop, we look at the uh, reviews, right? When we are looking for businesses, we look at the testimonials because we want to know, okay, are we choosing, are we making the right choice? Is this the right fit? Uh, for professionalism, which is extremely important, um, and with small businesses, it's not something that I think needs to be overlooked. It's very important. Um, 
to have professionalism on an online space, just how you conduct your business as well. You want to make sure that you are uh, pleasant, you know, that your customer service is on point. You want to go, uh, you know, have your one to two grace period if you need to before you get to people, but you want to get to people, respond, follow up, um, you know, e send out emails, just make sure that your professionalism and how you show up uh, is, is a good reflection of your brand. Yeah. And social media, uh, which is, you know, how we market everything. Uh, social media is just crucial. And I think to not get overwhelmed with social media, I've had to create uh, content calendars and just focus in on what am I trying to put out? Uh, when am I going to put it out? How am I going to put it out? Getting very intentional. Um, and even, you know, you'll build that up because uh, the one thing that I like doing is going back on all my former posts on social media just to see how far I've come because you you evolve. Um, but start, start with what you know, um, with social media, start with, you know, and that's, that's advice people give with writing books too, uh, which is start with what you know. And I, I would a hundred percent agree, but showing up on social media every day is ideal. I know as introverts, that can be a lot. Um, so if not every day, you can do every week. I think that's doable every yeah. week, at least. Show up. And I think if I could just sort of add in there. Yes. If, if it's every day, if it's once a week, as long as people are consistent, because if it's no point of doing it like today and then you don't do anything for two months or three months, being consistent exactly. with it does exactly. make a big difference. I agree. I agree. I, if you look at it like brushing your teeth, that's that's what I that's <laughs> what I like to say. Look at it yeah. like brushing your teeth. You know, oh, you you brush your teeth every day, then you need to put that same amount of consistency within your 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 uh, business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I would say that um, that this doesn't just apply for people who run their own business. This applies for leaders in the corporate world in terms of establishing mm -hmm. their brand authority um mm -hmm. you know you're even though you may be working for an organization an entity you know you are still in I always say to leaders that you're in the business of you you are yes. your business so you need mm -hmm. to be thinking about your brand and there's that famous quote that Jeff Bessos the founder of Amazon is quoted as saying is you know your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room so mm -hmm. all of what you've talked about um I think leaders in organizations need to bear that in mind as well yes definitely definitely mm -hmm. and, and the last one um before I forget is website um which your website is is absolutely important it's crucial uh it gives you credibility right so people want to know that you have a website and um it affects your professionalism in my opinion as well just from experience and i know the website can be tricky for um uh for anybody but if you don't invest in your website, then you're definitely vulnerable to people, you know, giving authority to your brand. Mm, yes. So, Bob, thank you for sharing those. Um, you know, all sort of great words of um, wisdom and advice. So, thank you very much. It's yes, and likewise, <laughs> a pleasure talking to you. So, if people want to find out more about you. Where's the best place for them to go? 
Oh, yes. If you want to find out more about me, you can go to uh, www.cassaberry.com. That's C-A-S-S-A-B-E-R-R-Y, cassaberry.com. And um, I am on all social media platforms as the Brand Authority Publisher. Great. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure speaking to you, Akosua. Um, great to have you on the podcast. Yes, thank you again, Carol. And I love your podcast. I love your uh, posts. I love your articles. I oh, just thank to- you. Um, and I'm just so grateful that you um, created this kind of space for introverted women because for so long, I thought I couldn't be myself or I had to change. And um, I realized that I, I'm not comfortable being anything but myself. And yeah. even if I'm not, it'll show. And, and um I'm glad that I've been able to get confidence, you know, with just platforms like these that give us a voice and give us a space to um, to be acknowledged <laughs> and, and not be seen as all the negative things that can come with being an introvert. Yeah, and I'm glad that you sort of came and you 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 sort of came on this um, podcast because then hopefully that will encourage many other introverted women as well. So yes. So thank you for listening, everybody. Um, do go check out Akusua's website. Follow her on social media. Find her on social media. Follow her on LinkedIn. And um, yes, follow her work. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're wanting to increase your confidence, influence and impact, then go to my website, aboundingsolutions.com. There's a free assessment on there that you can complete that will give you ideas about areas that you can focus on so until the next time bye bye